Hey, this is Pastor Bob Stephen, lead pastor at Pursuit Church SA, and this is our podcast. Listen, would you take a minute to share and subscribe to this podcast? Also, we would love to connect with you, so please visit us at PursuitChurchSA.com or on any of our social media pages. Now, here's this week's message. We hope it blesses your life. You know, in the book of Acts, we talked about that a little bit last week. It says everybody experienced signs and wonders. I don't know if you recognize it, but what you experienced was signs and wonders. You see, miracles aren't just people being raised from the dead or healed from the sick. Absolutely, those are miracles. But remember, a miracle is anything that wouldn't happen unless God intervened and made it happen. Signs and wonders. If you're not coming to church expecting signs and wonders, let me challenge you. Walk in those doors with a different mindset. Because God is faithful to show up. (laughs) It's not his lack of wanting to do signs and wonders. It's mostly our lack of faith in believing that they still occur. That's what Jesus said. Jesus went to a town once and said... I really can't do much here because the people's faith is so small. And the word says he he healed a few, but he could have healed a whole lot more. That's what his word said. If the people had just had faith. I hope you walk in on Sunday mornings. But not just Sunday mornings. I hope you wake up every day with an expectation that God's going to do something in your life that day. Signs and wonders are not reserved just for Sunday morning. You can have signs and wonders every day. Adjust your expectations. Let me just pray for us right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come today expectant. Father God, we're expectant for what you're going to do in our hearts and in our minds today. Father, through the power of your word, Will you transform our thinking? Will you help us see things from your perspective and not just our own? Father, will you teach us today through the power of your word? And may we leave today different and more expectant than when we came in. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Wow. Yeah, come on. Y'all can clap for God. It ain't about me. You can clap for God all day long. Come on. Wow. We are so glad that you are here today. And we got what? Back to school parents. Can I get an amen for back to school? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure our kids or your kids are amening right now. But but uh, if you're a parent, man, this is this is a great week. <laughs> you, know, you get a little bit of your time left. I know some of us, some of the parents homeschool. And that's cool, too. You know, maybe you've t- t- taken a little break in the summer. I know for you, it's <clears throat> probably getting back to some work. But for many people, uh, this week is a a celebration (laughs) in many ways. You know, the human mind, our brain, is an amazing thing. As I was preparing for what I want to share today, I I did a little bit of research. And specifically what I looked at uh, this week was, what is the brain's capacity for memory and for recall? In other words, what can we store and what can we remember, right? Right? Let me tell you what I found. According to the American Scientific Magazine, our brains have the capacity 
to store two and a half million gigabytes of data. That's incredible. The largest computer I found, the largest hard drive, has about 10,000 gigabytes of capacity. So that's the capacity. But what about the the recall part of it, the, the memory, the ability to remember things? Well, a different study showed this, that within one hour, 50% of what we learn is gone. <laughs> and within 24 hours, 75% of what we learn is gone. That might explain why 10 minutes after we hang our keys up, we can't find them again. <laughs> Anybody else, you know, keys, whatever it may be. You see, our, our memory, our ability to remember things can often be remarkable, but it's also very inconsistent, isn't it? There's only one that has a perfect memory. There's only one that has perfect recall. There's only one that can remember everything. And no, I'm not talking about Rain Man with the photographic memory and all of us know somebody has this, a great memory. I can assure you at some point their memory is going to fail. At some point, either due to age, disease, whatever. There's only one has a perfect ability to remember, and that is God. That is God. You see, God remembers all kinds of things. In the Bible, God's ability to remember is referenced over 70 times. Over 70 times, it references God's ability to remember things. And God keeps track of all kinds of things. He keeps them in perfect order. What he knows, what he remembers, don't disappear in 24 hours. He's got it. It's always there. He is not limited like we are. He has unlimited capacity and unlimited capability. I'm not going to share all 70 of of the (laughs) references to God and his ability to remember things. But I want to share four things today. And it's the title of my sermon. What God remembers. The first thing that we find. Or one of the things that we find. Is God's ability. To remember his promises. To us. Is anyone grateful for that? Anyone grateful that God. Yeah. That God actually remembers his promises. To us. Now. Come on, is there anyone here who's made a promise? You had all the intentions of keeping it, but you didn't. I mean, you told your kiddo you were going to take him somewhere. You told a friend you'd be over to help him or something like that, right? We've all done that. We've all done that. But let me tell you a beautiful thing and a beautiful truth about God. God keeps his promises. God keeps his promises no matter what. His work schedule doesn't change. His, oh, you know, I I can't go to this. No, God keeps his promises no matter what. Wow. Let me show you a promise that we actually still see today. To give you an example, it's found in Genesis 9, verse 16. When the bow is in the clouds... I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. 
God kept his covenant back then, his promise, if you will. He also keeps it today, and he will keep that promise forever. You see, until Jesus comes, that rainbow in the sky that you see, every time you see it, God sees it too. And God remembers that that's the sign of the covenant that he will never again flood the earth completely. The rainbow, my friends, is not a coalition. It's a covenant. It's a promise of God. It's a very tangible, real example of what I'm talking about today. When I say God remembers his promises to us. In the Bible, there are over 7,000 promises of God. 7,000 promises like he has a hope and a future to give people. Promises like I will never leave you or forsake you. And this one found in Psalm 105, it says he remembers his covenants forever. Wait a minute. How long? Forever. The word that he commanded for a thousand generations. Wow. God is not a man that he should lie, my friends. God don't lie. He remembers what he said. He remembers all of the promises that he has made, and he will keep every single one of them. Every single one of them. So here's why that's good news for you and me. Because you can count on God keeping his promises for you. If he did it for Noah, he'll do it for you. So even if you can't completely see it now, even if you don't perceive it now, rely upon God's memory, not yours. God never forgets. God does not forget his promises. Whatever it is in your life that God has promised to do, he will do it. Philippians 1 verse 6 reminds us that God is faithful to finish what he starts. He doesn't say, okay, you know, I'll pick you up at 1015 like we do and we don't show up till 1145. No, God says he's going to do something. He does it. And he's going to finish it. Keep trusting him. If you don't completely see that, keep trusting him. Keep trusting him. He's faithful to finish what he starts. God keeps his promises. And he remembers to keep his promises. Let me show you something else God remembers to do. God remembers his compassion for us. Right? He keeps his promises to us, but he also remembers his compassion for us. In Genesis, we were talking about Noah. It said, God remembered Noah and all that he was going through. And based on that, he stopped the floods. The rain stopped because he remembered, he had compassion upon Noah. Noah was stuck in the ark, <laughs> a bunch of animals. Some crazy kids probably, you know, maybe, you know, he and the wife were going back. I don't know what's going on, but, but God saw Noah in the ark and said, okay, I remember you. I re this ain't going to keep going on forever. I'm going to go ahead and stop the rain. God remembered in Genesis 30, verse 22, 
a lady named Rachel. Rachel had a desperate desire to have a child. And the Bible says God remembered Rachel and allowed her to have a child. And then as Jesus was dying on a cross, there was a man next to him that said, remember me today. And Jesus was faithful to remember that man that day. He said, today you're going to be with me in paradise. You see, God remembers. He remembers his compassion for us. Even as Jesus was dying on a cross, Jesus had compassion on that man next to him. God cares for you and he remembers you. When you need care, when you need compassion, God has not forgotten you. God has not erased you from his memory bank. He is very presently remembering you. In fact, his word says that his compassion, his mercy for you is actually new every day. It starts over again. It's, he has an unlimited supply. It's not like, well, I've got four days for you here and then you've got to wait another six. No, his word says his mercy, his compassion is actually new. Every, you know, think about that. New, it means it wasn't the same as yesterday because he knows you need something different today than you needed yesterday. And he knows he's gonna need, you need something different tomorrow than what you might need today. His mercy, his compassion is new for you every single day. God remembers. God remembers his compassion for us. Let me tell you something else that God remembers. God remembers us when we remember him. Let me show you that in scripture. Last week, we read from the book of Malachi, right? And what did we read? We read that God would pour out blessings. The windows of heaven would open when we brought him our tithes and our offerings, right? It was a financial blessing. But a little bit later in that same chapter 3, look at what it says in verses 16 through 18. Book of Malachi. It's the last book of the Old Testament. This is what it says. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. Okay, they weren't even talking to God. They were just talking to each other. And the Lord did what? He paid attention and he heard them. And it says a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. In the day when I make up my treasured possession, I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Then once more, you see, the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not serve him. Wow. It, geez, it says here, in some of this is just, you know, for illustration. Is there actually a book of remembrance in heaven? There might be. There, there might be. But I think the point that God's trying to make here is he notices. You see, he notices when we remember him. And he took the time. He was listening. He was listening 
to their conversation. Yes, I see that they're remembering me. I see that they're honoring me. God remembers us when we remember him. Let me show you what Jesus said about that. First of all, at the Last Supper, what did Jesus do? He took the the bread, he took the cup, and one of the things he said was, do this in remembrance of me. Jesus said, this is one of the ways you're going to remember me, is through communion. He also said this in Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 and 33. This is what Matthew recorded about what Jesus said when he was on earth. He said, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my father in heaven. So you see, this is not just a Old Testament proposition. God wants us to remember him right now. Jesus wants us to remember him right now, every day. So how do we acknowledge Jesus? How do we remember him? One, we remember him every time we take communion. We're remembering Jesus. We usually do that here at Pursuit Church on the third Sunday. So next Sunday, when we're all together, when we're participating in communion, we're fulfilling what Jesus asked us to do, to remember him. How else do we remember him? Well, if we're to look at Matthew and believe Matthew chapter 10, we remember him by keeping his commandments and by living the life that he died to give us. That's how you remember Jesus. Jesus said, if you, in other scripture said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you really love me, that's what he said. He didn't say, if you let me uh, gather together and sing worship songs, nothing wrong with any of that. But Jesus said very clearly, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's how you remember me. That's how we remember Jesus. We remember the life that he died to give us. And we remember by showing and telling others about him. That's how we remember Jesus. That's how we acknowledge him before men. You see, the people in Malachi who acknowledge God got their names written in this book of remembrance. But when you repent and I repent of our sins and we make Jesus the Lord of our life and we live our life for Christ and we stand up for him, then God's word says that our names get written in a different book, the book of life, right? You're good when you stand up for Christ, when you acknowledge him, when you accept what he has done for you. It says your name gets written in the book of life. Axel, if you'll come. You have a place in heaven. My friends, remember God. Remember Jesus. Live for them. Live in them. And you will never be forgotten. Come on. Come on. Live in Christ. Remember him. And the Bible says you will never be forgotten. Ever. God will never forget you. Now this, this last thing I, I want to share with you about what God remembers is absolutely mind-boggling and incredible. You've heard save the best for last. I'll save the best for last. God remembers to forget. 
<laughs> I'm not sure there's anything else that's greater than that in God's memory is his ability to forget. You see, maybe you've heard the term forgive and forget. Anybody ever hear that term? Well, for us as, as humans, that's how ideally we're supposed to forgive people, right? We're supposed to forgive. But if we're honest, if we're really, really honest, can we really forget? Really? We may be able to pray for the person. We might reach a point where the hurt doesn't hurt as much anymore. But do we ever really forget? I thank God that he has that ability to forget that we don't. This is what it says in the book of Isaiah chapter 43 verse 25 the prophet wrote this God speaking I am he who blots out your transgressions for my sake God does it for his purposes and I will not remember your sins and in the New Testament it says this in the book of Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 for I will forgive your their wrongdoing and I will never again, never again remember their sins. Wow. Is anyone here as grateful as I am about a father who not only forgives but forgets? Only God has that ability. Only God has that ability to actually forget. And why does he forget? Because you see, when we come to Christ, the debt for our sin has now been paid. And so when God looks at us, he sees his perfect son. He doesn't see your sin anymore. Another scripture says our sin is as far as the east is from the west. Another one says it's at the bottom of the ocean. Wow. You see, there's no partial forgiveness of our sin. I want you to hear that. God does not remember some sins and forget others. There is no partial forgiveness of your sins. God puts them all at the bottom of the ocean when you accept Christ. Now, we might not do that, but God does. Is there anything that we should be more thankful for than when God remembers to forget? You see, God knows all about you. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your sins. He knows all of them. And if he wanted to remember them, he could. Let's just be clear about that. He certainly could. But here's the kind of father that we, that we serve. Here's the kind of father that we love. We have a father whose desire is for everybody to live with him in heaven. That's God's desire. It's ultimately our choice. Remember, it's our choice whether we, we want to do that. But God's desire is that every person would live with him. Maybe that's not what you've heard. And if that's not what you've heard, you're believing a lie. Someone maybe has put in your head that God's sitting up on his throne, just looking for all the things that you're doing wrong, looking for ways to punish you, looking for ways to keep you out of heaven. 
My friends, let me remind you, God wants to forget your sins, not remember them. He wants to forget your sins, not remember them. And he is the only one because that is the only thing in the word, in his word that he says he will forget or can forget. He's a perfect God. And so he's the only one that actually has that ability to forget. Wow, what a wonderful and beautiful father that we serve. My friends, I want us to be grateful today for a God who remembers his promises to us. I want us to rejoice in the fact and and remember that we have a God who remembers his compassion for us. We have a God who remembers us when we remember him. And best of all, we have a God who has the ability to forget even when we don't. Will you pray with me right now? Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come to you so thankful and grateful right now. God, we're thankful that you don't forget about us, that you remember your promises that you make us and that you keep them. Father, we thank you so much for remembering us when we need your care and your compassion God, you give us just what we need and when we need it. Thank you for remembering us. Thank you for not forgetting that when we need you close. God, thank you for your faithfulness. And most of all, thank you, Father, that our names are written in heaven because you choose to not just forgive us, but to forget our sins altogether. God, I'm not sure there's anything we could be more grateful for than that. And so it's in the mighty name of Jesus now that we pray.